0: Woody Womack joined by National Recruiting Director Mike Farrell and National Recruiting Analyst Adam Gorney to talk rankings. Uh, Guys, uh, we had to do a rankings update. We've been putting it off. We were hoping things would come back. Uh, They don't. So, Mike, give us some insight into what went into the decision making here and how we had to do uh, the rankings update based on only seeing guys for a few months.
1: Yeah, this was um, a weird situation, obviously, and everybody's dealing with it differently. And then this is very minor compared to what's going on in the world. But in our little world of rankings, you know, there there were really two choices. Um, You know, March 16th, I believe it was, everything sort of shut down and no travel was allowed and camps were canceled or or phone canceled, whatever. Um, We could have waited till August but we felt there was no point in doing that. And we had fresh evaluations in our minds from the camps that did occur. So we did get to LA and we got to two spots in Florida and we got to Louisiana and Houston and obviously a bunch of seven on sevens before the shutdown. So we decided to do a rankings release now, but it's limited. I mean, we're we're definitely not going to um, push anybody up that we didn't get a true evaluation on, um, And it's just not the same. You know, this reminds me of the late 90s, you know, 100 years ago when there were no camps and, you know, we were just going based on VHS film. There's a lot of unknowns out there. So you're going to see a lot of two-star kids that are undervalued or three-star kids that are undervalued or even five- and four-star kids that are overvalued that we'll have to recalculate and recalibrate in, in the fall.
0: So just to kind of back up what you said, I mean, we did do a ton of traveling uh, we had, do we have six camps or we have five? We had five, six. six. Five. Do we have six? I five. can't. Remember. Yeah, we were about to have six right before we got shut yes. down. Yeah, shut before. down right before uh, Dallas. But uh, so we had six, six camp events from our series. Then, of course, seven-on-seven season has been in full swing. I mean, I went and looked at my travel, and I had done over 20,000 miles just from that <laughs> short period of time. So we did see – A good number of guys, but just not as many as we want. And uh, Adam, we didn't really like Mike said we didn't move guys that we didn't see. So that's how the top ten ended up staying the same. Uh, What did you think about that, especially the way we had to do things?
2: Yeah, I think the challenge was for guys that for us who saw guys out on the circuit through the spring not to overvalue or undervalue uh, what we saw. It was it's difficult to compare guys across the country anyway, but when you don't see you know 70 80 percent of them but you do see 20 percent not to really overvalue their ranking so it was difficult because we had to judge how how talented were these guys over the spring against guys that we hadn't seen for at least a few months so that was sort of the difficult part moving forward here
0: all right so let's start with the new five stars uh, we'll start with Sam Heward uh, this is a guy Boy, really uh, controversial, I would say. Uh, the, the, basically, the people who have seen him in person love him. That would be me, you, uh, Gorney, and Rob Cassidy. Uh, so, Gorney, tell us first why, why you made the push for Sam and, and what he brings to the table.
2: Yeah, honestly, we probably should have done this before. Conservative with five-star rankings for quarterbacks. I think as we go through this cycle, he's going to be in the conversation for the number one overall quarterback in the class, as everyone sees him, it's impossible not to really like him. He's uh, incredibly accurate, incredibly smart. And every time I've seen him on the circuit over the last few years and on film, he puts the ball right where it needs to be almost every single time. So there are some things I'm sure Mike is going to address that he doesn't like about him, but I think as he gets to see him more and more, I think one of the things that kind of we hesitated on was his size, but now he's much taller and filling out, um, and he's continued to be just the most accurate quarterback in this class. I think we probably should have made him a five again. He was great at the Las Vegas pylon, one of the only events he did this offseason, and finally we've pushed him to the five-star status where he probably should have been.
0: Yeah, Mike, so so you've been a Hewer detractor, so... Tell us why you hesitated. We, kept, we went to a vote. I mean, there might have even been a split decision there we had to come down to.
1: Well, if it was a split decision, then he wouldn't have been a because <laughs> I, <don't
0: laughs> well,
2: the- I don't dislike him. You know, my, my, I have two concerns.
1: The two are overreaction, and, and that's the, the smooth lefty who's accurate. I mean, we got to remember that left-handed quarterbacks don't have much success. Uh, maybe at the college level, not at the pro level, and beyond. And and it's different reasons for that. You know, not only do you have to shift your offensive line a bit, but the spin is different. Um, you know, receivers don't like catching the ball from left-handers. Uh, they're not used to it. Uh, there's so few left-handed success stories out there that that just gives me pause and then the last couple guys we've had that played the competition level like that in the state of Washington, Max Brown and Jacob Easton, didn't exactly light up the world. And I'm not holding that against Sam at all because you can't. But level of competition is a concern of mine and, and the lefty factor there. I think he has a good arm, not a great arm. I think he has good touch. Uh, and this is all film evaluation um, and a good, good pocket presence.
0: But he doesn't jump off the page to me as a five-star. Uh, well, you know, I mentioned I saw him in person last year and I was really impressed. My actually only reservation was perhaps the size issue, which we've we've de-emphasized. And then when you look at his dad and his uncle, of course, who both played there at Washington, they're much bigger than him. And, and like Gorney said, he seems to be uh, kind of growing into that frame. And uh, I hopefully we get to see him play in the fall. Hopefully we get to see him in an all-star setting. But I have a feeling we're going to be uh, debating him going forward. Uh, the next guy that we moved up, uh, Tunmise Adileye. Adale- I, I, I'm sure I butchered his name because because uh, Sam pronounced. S- Sam put.
1: I mean, I'm making that up.
0: I don't. Okay. Know
1: that
0: uh, that help Woody. <laughs> yeah, that helped. Uh, anyway, he moves up 29 spots uh, to, to number uh, 15 overall. And this was a guy I pushed for uh, personally. He won the MVP at our rivals' camp in Houston last year in 2019 as an underclassman. Then he comes to the camp in Orlando this year because he transferred to IMG and dominates there. Uh, I saw him. I, I love the kid. I think uh, personally it, it's hard to go wrong with a, with a defensive end, a guy who's going to get after the passer, And especially with the way Ohio state's been producing defensive linemen, you know, over the last few years, uh, he seems like an ideal fit there. Uh, Mike, you've only seen him really on tape and seen the camp footage. what do you like about him?
1: You know, big freaky athletic Defensive ends, you really can't go wrong with unless they get injured. So I was definitely on board with this one. Uh, It doesn't matter to me where he's going or, or, you know, if he ends up, you know, at Ohio State or or decides to go someplace else. I just think that these kids that are in the 6'4", 6'5", range, 250-plus pounds that are lighter than their feet, uh, quick off the snap, and very agile and, and have tremendous balance, and the ability to work off of contact are all the rage now. And, you know, we've had them in recent years, Uh, you know, Jordan Birch um, last year is is a good example. And, you know, they could grow into defensive tackles um, down the line. And and that's even better, you know, because the pass rushing defensive tackles are very, very rare. So I think he's going to stay as an end. He's certainly not Chase Young, um, not, not, comparing him to Chase Young, but I could see that type of development down the line. Um, you know, he's a little bit more raw than Young was out of high school, but big, athletic, can move. You just can't go wrong with that.
0: Yeah, he, you know, he was really dominant at the camp. What I like about him is, you know, that he seems to have that extra gear. I mean, we, he's got a great motor, and then we see the competition level. I mean, he wants to compete. He moved He left his high school to go to IMG to play better competition. And uh, he, he, in the camp setting, he really went after the reps. Um, All right, next guy I want to talk about, Donovan Jackson. This is a guy that's been on the radar. I I first saw him personally when he was in the eighth grade at LSU's camp. And he was uh, holding his own at that time against, you know, guys three, four years older than him. Uh, He came to our camp this year in Houston did well. Uh, He was a five-star challenge guy before. Now, he, he had been basically a tackle his whole life. Now he's transitioned to guard. Uh, Gorny, you could talk a little bit about him, I guess. Uh, I personally think at guard, he he almost has a higher ceiling just because of his size. So what do you think about him?
2: Yeah, absolutely. He's probably not a five-star tackle, but move him inside, and he's a freakishly athletic guard. It's kind of like guys who aren't five-star tight ends, but they move to offensive tackle later in their careers, and they're one of the most athletic people at that position. So... I've liked him before when I've seen him on film. I saw him at the Combine in San Antonio, even though he didn't compete. I would say long-term, he is a guard. I think that's an absolutely great position for him. It doesn't devalue his ranking at all. It actually makes it better and bolsters it. So he's a guy who's physical but also athletic. As a tackle, I'm not sold on him as a five-star, but move him inside, uh, make him one of the most athletic guards in the country, and I like him a lot there.
0: Yeah, the the two guys that he kind of reminds me of, these are both uh, big comparisons. Isaiah Wynn, who who played, went to Georgia and stayed at tackle, and then uh, Chuma Adoga, who who was a fringe five starter, went out to USC. Both of those guys were were relatively high draft picks. Wynn was a first rounder. Adoga had a great rookie season for the Jets. So we've seen the six two. I mean, the we've seen the six two six three guys play guard and tackle and have success now in college and beyond. Right, Mike.
1: Yeah, uh, you know, I think it was a surprise to a lot of people that the Patriots took Win in the first round, but they obviously know what they're talking about. And you know, everybody said he can't be a tackle because he was six foot two. Donovan Jackson's listed six four. He's probably closer to six three, six three and a half. You know, guard build, um, but not not that wide body guard build. He's an athletic guard build, which means you can put him in certain situations where you can get out in space. He can hit moving targets. He can pull them. Uh, And uh, you could also play uh, tackle. I I do believe you could play tackle at the the college level as well and still play like a five-star. He's improved quite a bit since we saw him, you know, obviously we saw him last year at the five-star challenge, and we liked him a lot, but he's really taken the next step in his development.
0: All right, next guy, uh, another new five-star, this one from the state of Florida, Mario Williams, uh, a receiver guy who's who really impressed us at the camp we almost made him a five star in the last rankings update uh when you saw him at future 50 mike just a, a super talented kid draw some comparisons to christian kirk and some other people so why did we uh, make the move on mario
1: he's not as thick as christian kirk um not as blocky uh but you know he's a little bit more sudden and you know this is a kid that it's going to be a slot receiver and a matchup nightmare um, at the next level, you know, wherever he ends up going. You're going to have to put either a nickel on him or a safety on him. Or if you do try to line up one of your best corners, uh, they're going to have trouble, you know, getting him from getting a clean release off the line of scrimmage. He's just very good at getting off the line. He's extremely good at route running. He's very sudden. He gets separation. Uh, Good hands and all that stuff. The only question is the size. And again, I think with every position, you know, we just talked about Isaiah Wynn at offensive guard. Uh, We've talked about smaller linebackers, you know, shorter guys now, um, shorter quarterbacks. I think size is really not that much of an issue anymore, Um, you know, when it comes to the wide receiver position as well. You know, the, the days of Megatron and all those guys, you know, going first round and and obviously everybody wanted a six-five wide receiver. They still want them, but this is the type of kid that can really kill you um in the right offense. And and I think he's gonna be a star in college.
0: Yeah, and, and you some of those other guys, the the, the one the holdup on him might be if we look at guys who are his size who've been successful, you mentioned Christian Kirk, even Rondale Moore kind of have more of a, you know, almost like a running back type body. He's a little thinner than that. But, I mean, we've seen even if you look at like Amari Rodgers at Clemson, a guy who bulked up more even after uh, he got to college. So I think we could see that there. All right, let's move on to uh, one of the guys we dropped, Mike. Uh, This is a tough one. This was uh, one of the the guys you moved up last time, Tyreek Sapp. We moved him up to five-star after Future 50. A few more guys, including myself, saw him in Orlando. Now he moved him off five-star. The Florida fans are going to be mad at you, so, so uh, <laughs> let's talk about it a little bit.
1: Eh, they don't have to be mad at me. I mean, I, this was a one-man, you know, band for Tyreek Sapp. I, I was the only one who really liked him as a five-star. He's a little bit sought off as a defensive end. You know, he's not long, but he's very, very powerful. Remind me of Carl Lawson from 100 years ago. Uh, now, looking at it, Carl Lawson had a solid career at Auburn. And, you know, I think he was a fourth-round pick, and he's still in the NFL now. But certainly not an All-American first-rounder freak of nature. Um, you know, the thing about Sap is that he's still so raw. I mean, he missed part of his junior season. Uh, he doesn't have a lot of technique. He's got motor, energy, power, but he doesn't have technique yet. But I still think that he's going to be a special one down the road. But other eyeballs were on him. He didn't look that great at our camp. You know, I mean, I watched the film of it, and you know, it get, again, it gets to, it goes back to that rawness where he just sometimes, if you stone him, he doesn't know what to do, and, and he'll learn that. But right now. He's got to. He's got to improve his his pass rushing moves and technique.
0: Yeah, I, I mean I see why you liked him, but I just didn't see personally a five star when I when I watched him. I think the other guys that were there agreed. Uh, Lawson. One of the things that set him apart was just how fast he was uh, getting off the ball, and I I don't think SAP necessarily is quite the athlete of Lawson, so uh, that's why we made the move there. Uh, another guy who made a big move up. Uh, Micah Morris, he committed to Georgia. This is a guy who's kind of been up and down. He started off pretty high. We slipped him down a little bit. He showed up in Orlando and looked great. Uh, Adam Gourney, I know you watched uh, the video. You weren't there. But uh, big guy who can really move. Some people think he might be a guard or a right tackle. But uh, what would you think of watching uh, the tape on him?
2: Yeah, and and he's a kid that has that position versatility, and some people think that might be a negative. But I actually think it's a positive. Get him in the system see where he fits. He could play tackle. He could play guard. He's a powerful kid. Georgia knows obviously how to develop offensive linemen. Um, Isaiah Wilson was a first round draft pick, a five-star, but still went to Georgia with some questions about his ability and technique. We kind of ranked him as a five-star just because he was so massive and so dominant in New York high school football. But I think Micah Morris is a kid who might go up and down in the rankings as we see him, could have a Good day, could have a bad day, but that position versatility I love, and he's a powerful kid that's going to be playing at a school that knows how to develop players
0: along the offensive line. One of the things that jumped out about me, you know, we measure wingspan at the camp, 81-inch wingspan on this kid. Uh, you know, so you're, you're talking like uh, NBA uh, power forward wingspan on a guy who's like 6'4", 6'5". So I think the people – Saying he's a guard, I, I, I think they're underestimating a little bit, Mike. What do you think?
1: No, he's a tackle, and this is you know this is, this is, this is a little bit of this is um, fat guy discrimination.
0: Yes, money. finally. You no, know, which
1: <laughs> I hate. I mean, I've, uh, as a fat man myself, I, uh, I I don't mind a kid who needs to reshape his body a little bit, you know, going to the next level as long as he's got, as you mentioned, the reach, the punch the power. I mean, this kid's very, very powerful. Um, And the feet, you know, he's got good feet. Isaiah Wilson was a ceiling guy, Um, you know, 360 pounds, very little bad weight. This kid's 345, 350, might have to drop maybe 20 pounds or so. Uh, But I think he'll do that. He's got a good work ethic. And, uh, you know, I, I just think there's this feeling that we're looking for the next 275 pound five star first rounder, but sometimes they they look like Jedrick Wills, you know, and they just kick your butt from the moment you see them in high school to the moment they get to college and get onto the NFL. And you know, I'm not saying he's a bad looking kid, but this is fat guy discrimination.
0: Yeah, and, and after last year's draft, it was there were no 300 pounders drafted. We need to change the way we evaluate. Well, then this year. You mentioned Jedrick Wills, 300-plus, Isaiah Wilson, Makai Becton, all those guys. I mean, we're talking 350-plus on those guys. So, uh, yeah, just – so I think that can be overblown. And, and you and I both know that a lot of coaches, uh, especially offensive line coaches, like the challenge of uh, having some guys lose weight. So, uh, speaking of one of those uh, more athletic offensive linemen, uh, Adam Gorney, a guy who we moved up big from Utah, uh, Kingsley, Sua uh I'm, I'm uh, part Polynesian now. <laughs> Can you, uh, he made a big move for us. Very athletic in the, uh, in the old uh, Panay Sewell uh, ether out there with the guys in Utah who have really been developing talented uh, offensive and defensive linemen. You know, you
2: go to Hawaii for the Polynesian Bowl once a year and you think now you're one of the Polys. So, yeah, he's a kid who um, did really well at the Under Armour Camp in Phoenix. He works out with Panay Sewell and the Sewell family the tribe of Division I and NFL, future NFL players. And he's just a kid who's very, very athletic and has, you know, a physical nature to him as well. So that's a kid who has not really been on the circuit much, hasn't really done the camps as much as some other guys. Um, but I just absolutely loved him. And honestly, and I'll be completely upfront about this, He's putting out a ton of videos of workouts that he's doing during the coronavirus. And they're very, very impressive. Um, He can jump out of a pool of water onto outside. And I don't know many offensive linemen that can do that. He's just, he looks like he's going to go to Oregon. I think he's going to be kind of the next Panay Sewell there in terms of being able to get onto the field early. He has a great body, long arms, not hardly any bad weight at all. And he's a very athletic kid who can be physical. So I think he deserved to pump up. Uh, and we'll be in the discussion for kind of a top 10 offensive tackle in this class.
0: Yeah, and he was at the Under Armour camp uh, uh, where we got to see a lot of video of him dominating. Mike, uh, wh- what's your take on him? I mean, you know, he can I jump out of a pool. So,
1: Well, now I'm going to get 80,000 kids jumping out of pools. In my DMs, <laughs> so thanks, Cornie. I appreciate that. None of these offseason workouts mean a thing to me. Um, you know, when you're talking about social distancing and isolation and all that stuff, it's, it's on field performance. You watch him. He's got the motor. He's got that, the, the hustle he's physical. Um, he's agile, you know, I'm going to get to see him, not, not, not jump out of a pool, but actually, you know, in a camp setting. And he's, he's one of those kids that, you know, doesn't get recruited as heavily because he is from Utah, but you know, there's little doubt
0: he's going to pan out and be a terrific football player. How long is the – we've seen LSU and Alabama push into Utah a little bit. I mean, how long does the, the secret stay there? I mean, is it just because it's hard to crack, you know, the, the BYU, Utah, and, and now maybe Oregon uh, hold on the area? Gorney, I mean, it seems like now when you, when you look at big-time linemen on the West Coast, that should be the first place you start.
2: Yeah, absolutely, and I think SEC
0: schools have seen that. I think that's an important thing.
2: I actually think Tua's success at Alabama has helped them recruit Polynesian players from Utah, Um, but I also think that there are just societal things that are going on that either keep them home uh, religiously or to keep them home close to family at Utah. I mean, we've seen guys, you know, Lecky Fotu, who was not recruited at all, star there, Bradley and I, another guy who was lightly recruited, star there. And then guys going to Oregon um, because of Joe Salovea and other coaches on that staff. So I think a lot of things are playing factors there. But I I definitely think having a Polynesian coach on your staff, you see it with Sean New at Michigan. A lot of kids in California are looking at Michigan now uh, because of the relationships they've built. There's a comfort level there. That's why Utah and BYU have done so well. Uh, But also Oregon, Michigan, I think, is trying to get involved. And then there's obviously a draw to going to Alabama and LSU. So they're going to go in there, dip in, and get some guys too.
0: All right, a a quarterback who made a a big jump up, Ty Thompson from Arizona. We had a chance to see him in L.A., Gorney, and uh, really impressed. A really smooth guy and a guy that a lot of schools, I think, having more time to review film came in and really came calling for him.
2: Yeah, I'd seen him in seven-on-seven last spring, and I liked him. I thought he was a four-star kid, but probably a fringe 250 kid. He showed up at L.A. He was much more bulked up, physically looked much better. And then he was going up against Jake Garcia and Miller Moss in that camp and holding his own or looking better. So this is a kid who I really wanted to shoot up the rankings pretty high, committed to Oregon, Um, definitely an offense that fits him. And as he was going through the process, he just kept talking about how he wants an offense that's designed to get him to the NFL, pro style stuff like that. And that's what Oregon now runs. So... I think he was smart about where he wanted to go. Um, he's a smart kid, and he has all the physical tools to be really special. So I think this is a kid who actually has a chance to even move higher um, if we ever see a football field again.
0: <laughs> uh, hey, it's fun. Arizona. Everyone's doing great. Um, another guy who moved up uh, 62 spots, Kyron Ware-Hudson uh, going to Oregon as well. Talented wide receiver, had a great, great showing at the pylon in Las Vegas. Then came to our camp uh, in LA and and dominated as well.
2: Yeah, he's another kid who is physically physically looks great. One of the best looking wide receivers, uh, you know, in that top level. He's a kid who had a great junior season at Modern Day, playing a national schedule. Bryce Young was he was basically Bryce Young's second favorite target on that team. He put up big numbers, and then um, you know has had a strong early spring before everything got shut down, was great in pylon, was great at, another, at other seven-on-sevens, and then was very good at our camp. For a kid who's so muscular and bulked up, he can separate. He can jump over people and catch passes. So definitely a big pickup for Oregon in where Hudson.
1: Well, the thing I like about him, too, is that, you know, he's versatile. And you know, if he doesn't work out on offense, he's a big physical kid who doesn't mind hitting you on defense, too. So, you know, Oregon likes those kids multifaceted. Football players, you know, he's certainly one of them. And, and back to Thompson, it's hard to find six, four, 210 hundred and ten pound kids who can run like he does. Um, you know, when you watch him on film, he gives defenses fits because you know his arm strength is okay, his accuracy is solid, uh, but it's those feet that really worry a lot of teams. I think.
0: All right, uh, moving on. Next guy, another another uh, California-based player who made a big move, Kalen Bullock. Uh, committed to USC and uh, big time safety Gorny, that you really like. Yeah, I loved him. I see, I saw him at
2: two camps, didn't play a lot of seven on seven, but I saw him at two camps over the spring and he reminds me exactly of Marvell Tell. So he's a long rangy athletic safety um, who actually flipped over to wide receiver and played some wide receiver at our camp and looked very good there too, just because he was more athletic than everyone else. He's going to have to gain a significant amount of weight, um, but he's long and wiry and super bouncy and athletic. So I think at safety, um, at SC, he's going to be able to cover a lot of ground. He's going to be able to cover receivers and then get to, get to the deep pass and make plays that way. I don't think he's a guy that comes into the box and makes you know, anybody scared, especially if he doesn't gain that weight. But um, as, as a guy that can cover a lot of ground and make plays on the ball, I think he's one of the better safeties in this class.
0: And, Mike, you know, those ball skills, we've seen them translate really well. Guys who can play both ways and can show an ability to to catch the ball have had a lot of success on defense.
1: Yeah, or he – is he going to be another Marquise Lee or – Who am I missing, Who am I missing? Juju. Juju. Juju Juju Smith, you know. I mean, these kids are are very athletic. They're talented. Um, You know, sometimes – you just find a, a fit for him on the other side of the ball, and, and I'm not saying he's gonna play offense. Obviously, they need more help on defense. And recruiting wide receivers at, uh, at USC is pretty easy, but you know you gotta like the kids that can play both ways. And, and uh, there's a there's a reputation for for athletic dual uh, dual side guys, I guess, not dual side uh, that can play both sides of the ball. <laughs>
2: I always thought a Dory Jackson was a better receiver. I, I still, I'll say this today. I understand putting your most athletic guys on defense, but man, with the ball in his hands, he was, he was unbelievable. I
0: I thought he was like the second best receiver on the Titans last year. I think yeah. right. <laughs> Come on, they
1: got some good receivers on the Titans, man.
0: <laughs> they got one. Yeah. They got one. Uh, A.J. Brown speaking of a uh, guy, guys who we should have ranked higher guys who they should have been picked higher, but uh Let's talk receivers real quick before we wrap things up. Uh, Troy Stilato, uh out of uh, uh, South Florida. Guy moved up 52 spots. So, somewhat, uh, somewhat controversial, I would say. I think some people wonder if he's overrated. Uh, but I really like him. And, and Mike, he put on a show at that camp. Of course, went, went viral with a clip where he had a, a DB try to hit him in the face. And he, he uh, ended up on SportsCenter. So what would you like about Troy?
1: You know, with him it's not all the, the typical he's a great route runner and he sets people up well and all that other garbage. I mean, this kid can run and this kid can separate and he's physical. Uh, you can try to jam him if you want, you're not going to be able to. You can play off him and he's going to make you look stupid. So, you know, he's, he's really a, a, an excellent dynamic receiver and a downfield threat and yes he can run all the routes and and he has great hands um you know choosing between ohio state and clemson obviously they have a pretty good success rate with wide receivers so we'll see where he ends up going but you know stellato is is one of those guys that we liked and then we loved and and you know we haven't we haven't done much about him since you know because he's sort of delayed his decision a little bit he's going to decide in the summer and choose between those two schools. So he hasn't played the drama card. Um, but this is one of the most, I would say one of the, one of the wide receivers that's, that's a sure thing in this class that he's going to be successful barring injury.
0: Yeah. And I think uh, you look at his stats from high school. I mean, you're talking about a guy who averages 17, 18 yards a catch. So you mentioned the, the speed factor. I think that's one thing that, that kind of gets discounted. I also like that. Uh, I like that he doesn't get rattled. You mentioned, I mean, a lot of people tend to to go at him at the camp. You, the guy tried to hit him in the face, and the 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 play that that took off, and you know they ended up nose to nose. And you just love that competitive spirit. Uh, so so Troy's a guy uh, that I think I think a lot of people are gonna are gonna feel foolish, especially uh, if he ends up at one of those two places and has a good college career. Uh, another guy that we moved up, another Florida wide receiver, Braylon Brown. Uh, this guy moved up 35 spots. He was another guy who really was on the precipice of having just a breakout spring. He commits to to Ole Miss. And, uh, Mike, he also uh, did a great job at the camp down in Miami.
1: Yeah, I mean, he's not not as sudden, but he's obviously longer. He's got a better catch radius. Uh, He's got a bigger frame. He's a tall, skinny kid, um, you know, that makes really good plays on the football. Um, He's going to be quarterback's best friend at Ole Miss because if it's in the range – of uh, Brown, you know, 50-50 balls or you know, thrown over the wrong shoulder or whatever, he's going to make the catch because he's very good at adjusting to the football. I don't think he's going to run away from a ton of people, um, but that doesn't mean he's just going to be a, 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 a you know possession receiver. He's going to be one of those downfield 50-50 guys, and he's going to win the battle more often than not. Plus, he's a physical kid. He doesn't mind blocking. Um, so very well. Around it and, and this is probably the biggest pickup, obviously, for Lane Kiffin so far, um, because this kid was a really hot name after the early camps and a lot of schools were were charging heavy after him.
0: Yeah, I think I think I think he's a guy that's gonna gonna really bulk up when he gets to college and kind of be one of those physical uh receivers that are tough for DBs to deal with. Uh, all right, guys, before we wrap up, anybody else you, you really wanted to touch on? I know we had a bunch of other guys move, but uh, Mike, what do you think? Anybody else on your mind?
1: Um, you know, the, the the guard out of Miami, uh, Lawrence Seymour, is a kid that moved up. And he's, you know, we're talking about those undersized guys that are going to get bigger. Um, he's, he's like a living speed bump, you know, like 6'2", maybe 6'1 and a half, but, you know, about 275. You cannot get around this kid. You just can't. Um and those are the type of kids, you know, he's gonna bulk up to probably two ninety five, three hundred pounds to going to Miami and they really need some help on that line. And uh, you know, even though he's he's not the biggest offensive lineman in the world right now, I could see him bulking up and playing early at Miami.
0: Yeah, he kinda reminds me of uh uh Delone Scafee who went there uh and has has played a lot. Um for Miami, even though they've had offensive line uh, issues big time. Gorny, you got anybody else you want to talk about? I don't. I think you've done such an incredible job covering
2: everybody that we can end this right now.
0: All right. The speed bump thing, though? That was pretty
1: good, right? <laughs> yeah, that was. <laughs> you ever try to get around a speed bump?
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I drive right over it. Uh...
1: Well, okay. <laughs> All right. So that, that, that analogy sucked. All right. Yeah, They hardly
2: slow me down, really. I mean, that's not a great analogy. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah. oh that's because you're driving a prius or whatever like those people drive
0: seymour another guy though with he's he's six foot one uh but he's got a six foot six wingspan so another one of those guys with with long arms that we really like Wingspan's
1: so a really underrated stat too you know like height weight great wingspan is really really important when you're talking about offensive and defensive linemen
0: yeah, one one of the one of the one of the reasons I can hold my own on the basketball court, despite uh, my speed bump type like uh, physical ability. Yeah, it's covering the room. Look at that, yeah. <laughs> Gorney. Can you hit the edge of the screen or not?
1: Yeah. <laughs> Gorney's got those little T Rex arms. Yeah, there you go. There you go, T Rex.
0: <laughs> All right, so that wraps it up for us. Uh, be sure to stay locked into Rivals.com all week we got rankings coverage we got we got the top 100 we got the top 250 we got positions we got state rankings so uh, be sure to check it all out on rivals.com thanks guys